0: Welcome to Un-Uninformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Each week, Un-Uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel dumb around your smart friends. We're talking about how the secret to good customer service may be hidden in the most unlikely of places, in Taqueria's which are Mexican taco restaurants or food stands. This mentality comes from Scott Porter, who is an expert taqueria foodie. He's started an Instagram account called Search for the Perfect Taco, where he posts about taquerias across North America. He's also the founder of an artisan churro company called San Diablo. I wanted to hear more about Scott's connection with taquerias and customer service, so I contacted him and said, Hey, instead of me doing an interview talking about taco shops, why don't you just take me to one taco shop of your choice near Salt Lake City? So, we did. Scott took me to a place he had never been to before with hopes that this spot would be a good model for his Taco University curriculum. The place of choice was Tacos Mi Carmelo in West Valley, Utah, and we picked the perfect day of the week, Taco Tuesday.
1: I'm going to get a couple of pork tacos, and then I'm probably going to get a carne asada with the, no- with the cactus. I never tried the cactus. Should I try it for the first totally. time? So
0: maybe get a couple of tacos and cactus or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Scott Porter is a white guy like me, but a big difference. He speaks Spanish, and I... Uh, I took Spanish too, in high school.
1: Yeah, what? Probably just get like three tacos. Three tacos. Yeah. Okay. Él quiere tres tacos. Uno de pastor. Okay. Uno de asada.
0: And yeah. third one. You want the suadero? Yeah, sure. And todo. uno de suadero. Uno?
1: Sí, si, you want everything on I'll it? Oh, no, yeah. yeah.
0: So I got three different kinds of tacos, and then we got to the cash register where I had the choice of three different drinks.
1: What are those? That's horchata, amica, and livor? Uh-huh.
0: Um, I'll try one of these too. Which one should I try? No, yeah. This is hibiscus
1: flower drink. Oh, a sample? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's yes. yes.
0: Yeah, I'll get it. Jessica gave me a little sample of the red hibiscus drink, and I decided to get it. But they had just got a new batch of Orchata mixed and Jessica clearly wanted me to try it. She gave me a sample. Hey
1: thanks. Okay, I'll get
0: orchata. She swayed me. This orchata was pretty dang good. We made our way to the table and indulged.
1: Oh my gosh, that's pretty, that is pretty darn good.
0: Hmm, that one was really good. As we were eating, we kind of digested the whole taco experience. <laughs> digested, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just part of the Mexican culture They just like genuinely want you to enjoy food Like they're genuinely just Concerned I mean you, you realize what happened with the water even Like the aguas frescas She wanted you to You're like I'll have the Jamaican And without even asking She like gave you waited <laughs> until it was done right, right, right. Mixing And then she gave you A sample of the urchata Knowing how good it is yeah, and and how and and she was—you could kind of tell from her expression, even though you may not speak Spanish, you can tell from her expression how she's like proud of it. She's proud of her horchata because it's so good, and she knows that it's going to make you happy. And so, without even saying anything, she got you a sample and uh, gave it to you. You know, and yeah. so then you got the horchata. I got the horchata. <laughs> She—it's she... like mission accomplished. But it's just—it's because that's just the way it is.
0: That's just. The way it is. There's something about taquerías in making customers happy.
1: I think that there's so much to be learned from the taco experience, which is like intrinsically connected and intimately connected. I mean it's one and the same with the the Mexican Mexican experience and Mexican culture. It's there's so much of a I hope you like it, you know, like, I, I hope you like the, they want to know if you like the food, they want to make your taco, like, you hear every time you're asking, them, like, con todo. like, you don't want everything on it, Yeah. And, and if you don't, then they'll ask you like, okay, well let's, I just want cilantro, I just want onions, or I want cheese, or how do you want it, you want your meat extra crispy, like, all of those things, there's a genuine desire to make it exactly the way that you want it, and if you don't get it that way they're not happy either and so it's it's that's just the way it is and well, I, guess so I think that that's one of the things that 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 as in business or organizations or 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 even families or governments like this idea of customizing of personalizing something to you to make it special for you yeah. i mean we're at like a It's a pretty run-of-the-mill generic kind of, like, location. I mean, we're on, like, maroon, like, faux leather booths with paper towels on every table. And, but, but, you know, we got our stuff exactly the way we wanted it, you know. And especially the more that you order tacos, you, like, get to know exactly what it is that you like. And they genuinely want to deliver that. So there's, there's... at least in my experience, there's so much to be learned from the importance of customizing and personalizing something for your your clients. Everyone wants to feel special. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel like a VIP.
0: Oh, and remember earlier that I wanted to try the cactus? Well, I guess we were too consumed in the moment and forgot to order it. So I came back and asked for the cactus.
1: Right, right, right. You know, the nopales, and and I'm like, she's like, it's. I asked her, how much does it cost? Seventy-five cents. I'm like, man, I'd have to do my credit card. And she was busy helping someone else. She's like, oh, just, just ask him for it. He'll give it to you. Boom. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's the pilon. That's the mentality of the pilon. It's like the pilon is like that little bit of something extra that you just gift someone. Yeah. So that they, they come back. They're right. like, obviously, you're treating them special. You know that builds loyalty in me as a customer. I'm like, here they, they like treat me right. You know, so I mean, these are simple things, but so many like micro interactions that just happen that can be really transformative for businesses. So how do these guys? How are they doing on your
0: scale of customer service? What what have they done good? What could they do better? Yeah, yeah. Great what, question. What do you think?
1: So as far as customer experience goes, so I mean, this was there are so many things that are case in point of how the narrative of the taco experience is this really unusual, unexpected, unconventional classroom to learn transformative customer experience principles because what happened here and so many things that happened here right now are things that happen all the time in like real taquerias in in mexico or even in west valley utah you know uh so some of the things that are kind of highlights for me were many of the things that we've already talked about and that we've experienced the fact that that one of the very first things he said to me after I, I asked him how late they were open, he said, yeah, we're open till 1 a.m., and on weekends we're open 24 hours, and we don't sleep until Sunday night when we get home. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, well, gosh, thanks so much for your sacrifice in providing us great tacos. And he's like, well, the most important thing is that you guys like the tacos. But that is also something that is just case in point, how focused they are I'm providing such an exceptional customer experience they're truly like it's concerned about like it is not it's not just something that they say yeah. like it really they really truly mean that like they want they're here for to make us happy through tacos really and they've been pretty successful today for us and then um, some of the other examples that that some of the other examples are also the what happened with the cactus you know, yeah. I went back and I said, "Oh shoot, we forgot to get some cactus. How much is it?" Oh well, you know what? Just tell the guy, it's okay. Just, just ask for it. Just take some. <laughs> yeah, just take some. And um, uh, you know, I connected with her on living in having lived in the same state as her in Mexico, and uh, and, and and all of that. You know, that that connection of where where you've like. You're a real person. You're not... Like, we're, we're talking person to person here. You know, that's... All of those things are really important, you yeah. know? Even the idea of... Um, con todo. Like, do you want everything on your taco? Right, right, well, right. Well, no, no, no. I don't want everything. I want this and this and this. Like, they want to make it exactly for you. And it's not like... Um, it's not like, oh, we got a complicated order here. They, like... <laughs> they, like... Thrive in complicated orders. Yeah, it, it
0: wasn't a big deal. Well, that's tourists, what they—that's
1: yeah. what they do. That's just the way it is. And and so that those are like some of the very simple principles that you can extract from something like this experience. You know, where it's like, oh wow, how would I ever imagine that I would learn? That the, a secret transformative. To the universe
0: when it comes to customer service <laughs> is, is a, in a little Mexican taco place.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> we we've just had this experience. We yeah. we we had the tacos, we saw the, the customer service, we saw these little nuances but in the end, what, what can our listeners walk away with from this experience?
1: I've kind of boiled it down to four four kind nuggets, I guess, things. Secrets. Fundamentals to... or, or, or steps, maybe secrets, I guess you could say, of how how to do this. All right. And there may be other things or other components to it, but this is what I've seen that makes a lasting impact on me as a customer that keeps me coming back to...
0: Tacos ni caramelito caramelito yeah
1: right that's gonna that's gonna mean that I'm recommending that people come here yeah you know and I'll probably we're probably gonna add this to our next taco tour in Salt Lake yes the first is what I mentioned a little bit earlier was the fundamentals yeah um the if you're running a food business your food has to be good if you're running a car business your cars have to be great yeah like it can't be terrible they can't break down they can't have shoddy design you know like the fundamentals you have to have in place if if what you are selling or delivering on is not great it doesn't matter how amazing your experience is right so the quality of what you're delivering on has to be great and we had that today right Check, check Check, right So I mean, I had my vampiro. It was crunchy, homemade tortillas. They put the extra cheese on the pineapple. Awesome, I delicious had my flavor. Best horchata,
0: you know, right, my, you
1: yeah. tried some new flavors and new tacos that you hadn't had before, and yeah,
0: yeah. and it was, it was fantastic, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, all the salsas, the lime, you name it. Everything was it was spot on. And so the next thing is always different, special, and memorable. Yeah, I on I was in the Amazon the Peruvian Amazon where the Amazon River starts in the, okay. the mountains of Peru the jungle mountains so it's lush it's hot humid gorgeous and where we find ourselves at like you often do at a, in a third world country at an artisan market we're at the market and I was in business school at the time so I'm thinking about and marketing was my focus and entrepreneurship so I'm always kind of thinking about marketing and how they're doing it and what they're doing and I'm walking down this this market, total sea of sameness. Every single shop was selling the exact same artisan stuff. That was n- the exact same price. Probably half of it was made in China. You know, like... And if you've been to a third world, uh, like, artisan market, that's what you see. You see, like, row and row of exactly the same necklaces or masks or you know, noisemakers or whatever it is. Yeah, and yeah. they're exactly the same. And so I was thinking, what? And I was as I was thinking through this, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why doesn't someone do anything different that stands out? And and like what what's making me stop at this store instead of this one. one?
0: Yeah.
1: It's the same. well maybe he's a little bit nicer, that's great, but everything's all the same. And just as I'm having this thought, I look way down. It's maybe like 25 yards away. meters. We're in Peru. 25 <laughs> meters away. Got it. And there and there's this like group of people overflowing outside of this little artisan shop. I'm like what the heck's going on down there? I walked down there. This place had a live sloth that people could hold that you could take pictures with so everyone's (laughs) standing in line everyone's like are you kidding me I can hold like a sloth and take a picture of it and like and the sloths really do move slowly and they have like the big claws and they're bony and wiry and their hair's bristly and so, what, it's, what's everyone doing once they have, like, either while they're waiting for their sloth experience or after their sloth experience? You better believe that that business is booming, right? They're buying This stuff. guy's selling, selling stuff left and right because these so people are like, slot. oh my gosh, I just touched this. They're like so happy and they're this, Yeah, so yeah. that was free. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that part was free. Totally. And then they sold the products.
1: Yeah. And then they sold, and they were probably selling most of the same stuff that everyone else was. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm going to be loyal to this shop because I'm like, I have this this uh, reaction, this uh, burst of happiness, you know. <laughs> of like, sloth, yeah. And this is something that I've told hundreds and hundreds of people about. And that's what we call when we do our trainings at, like, it, whether it was Surfair or the nursing homes or San Diablo Churros. We call it the sloth factor. Like, what is your (laughs) sloth factor? factor. You know, what is it that, as an organization, as a business? So, let's say you're a father uh, of of your family. Like, what is it that you want people to say about the CV family? Yeah. Like when they think the CVs, what's your sloth factor? Like, are how, what makes your family special? Like, what are people going to say? As leaders, we need to think about that. Yeah. That's our job, to think about, like, how are we different from the competition? If you're not different from the competition, you are not the purple cow. You are not the sloth factor. (laughs) Why is anyone going to go to you over anyone else? Yeah, You're not creating anything that's memorable. That sloth is something I will always remember holding
0: and I probably will remember this story. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean that's so that's the second point. Is this always special, always different, um, always memorable. Yeah. The third is the consistent commitment. Okay. As a leader, um, you have to be constantly committed. This isn't like a program. This isn't this is something. This is the, this is the Starbucks way. This is the Disney way this is the Ritz-Carlton way, the San Diablo way that is what we live that's yeah. our DNA at, um, at San Diablo when someone does something fun we ring the cowbell Like and and we always talk about more cowbell, if someone has cool glasses we're like cowbell, they gave us a tip, cowbell, you know whatever it is whenever we're feeling, they're like why do you ring the cowbell and we're like well whenever we're feeling it, you know that's what we do, that's our way Yeah. Um, and you would it's unbelievable how positively people react to a cowbell <laughs> really like really. They'll, they'll get happy and they'll like always get comments about, Oh, we always need more cowbell, you know? <laughs> and so that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and you have to be constant and committed to that. Here's an, here's an example. When we were running, uh, the nursing home, we would tell people, one of our core principles was everyone, Uh, It is everyone's job to answer call lights. So call lights are, you know, when the patient in their bed presses the button and it beeps the light outside the door so the nurse knows to come, right? right? One of the biggest complaints for customer dissatisfaction in nursing homes is not answering call lights in a timely manner. And so in order for us to combat that and to create a great customer experience was call lights are vitally important to our business we answer them no matter whether or not we can do the like I can't give an IV I can't change someone's briefs like their adult briefs because I'm right. not I'm not certified to do that as a clinician but I can answer that call light and for Mrs. Jones I can say Mrs. Jones I will go get a nurse for you and now it is my responsibility until I get that nurse until the nurse comes and and takes care of Mrs. Jones yeah and So we believed in that so much that we told our our team. We said, "Look, like we have to answer call lights too. Like this isn't like we're we're willing. We're dumping in the we're jumping in the diet the dumpster with you too to get (laughs) those dentures. You know, we're we're waxing the floor at two in the morning because we don't want to interrupt the flow of things in the afternoon. Because that's what we do. And we told people, look, if you ever catch Elizabeth or I going by a call light that we don't answer." We will give you twenty bucks out of our pocket on the spot.
0: Wow, that's owning up.
1: Yeah, I and we would say, but but we truly believe that, and we would tell people the only excuse that you would have for being late for a meeting is if you're answering a call light. Yeah, and so and so you better believe that everyone is watching us all the time when call lights are on, because they know that if we pass a call light, that they they're going to get twenty, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and you and knew that too. Of course. So, yeah. so everybody's accountable. Wow. Exactly. But that's where, as leaders, your constant commitment is so crucial. And your constant commitment, that means that everything from, like, when you're on the phone with a vendor, when you are um, screening, interviewing, hiring, disciplining, onboarding, um, rewarding, when you're doing everything, this is this is the way that you're doing this is the the disney way the nordstrom way like yeah. that is what you're doing because you you believe in that and you live it in everything that you do and it pervades the entire dna of the whole organization yeah. and so that that's the third one, is the constant commitment um, and, and the fourth is the pylon, right? this is the, the, ex- the extra little bit this is, uh, this is what I call the wow factor, the wow experience, yeah. where you do something above and beyond you do something we, 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 the Ritz-Carlton calls golden moments is what they call them, yeah. over the years we've, we've changed them for other organizations that I've been that we've kind of embraced some of the, those principles from the Ritz um, we've called them moments of delight uh, moments of truth um, where you go above and beyond to provide an exceptional experience for, for your customer where su- such an experience makes them say wow like anything where you're like wow okay that was amazing Yeah, we were just in a, a, a restaurant in Mexico City and, um, and the impact here was so telling it was profound and amazing to see it unfold naturally. So we were in Quintonin, which granted is one of it is I think it's number twenty-three best restaurant in the world. So oh. you would expect wow. that there would be great experiences. Yeah. So you would also then expect that your bar is raised so high that to get a wow it would have to be really wow. <laughs> right? Right. And so this is like a four hour eating experience and it is i mean it's amazing it's it's it truly it's like such great food amazing experience and at one point there's like i don't even know how many courses but at one point um the the chef the sous chef comes to our table and he's in his chef uniform and and, and he says, you know what, I just, I want to tell you guys a little bit about this next course that you're going to have. And he's holding this, like, rustic bowl with, with like, linen off of it and, like, five different types of corn just, like, overflowing in this bowl. Yeah. And he's like, I want to tell you about the different types of corn that you're going to eat in this next course right. and he proceeds to explain like this one was one that was grown on our micro farm that's on the roof of the building that we're on and this one is grown an hour outside and the flavors you can expect are this and this and this and it kind of goes into the corn and he's like and, and the reason I want to tell you all of this is because corn is so important to the Mexican diet like it is so integral to Mexican life, mm-hmm. corn is life um, in, in the Mayan culture they 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 call it they're they're called hombres de maíz. They believe that men came from corn, and corn, um, yeah. yeah, and so and he said and. This is one of the reasons that I came back to Mexico. He was like properly trained, in, or, or uh, in culinary arts in France, and oh, wow. but he's like I wanted to get back to my roots in Mexico. He's Mexican, yeah. and and so I came here, and I've and I've loved working here at Quintonil, and and this is really representative of of what this is part of me. This is part of who I am, and I just really hope you enjoy this next. Course. Wow, this sounds
0: like you're like a, in an artist gallery. I know. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> and we're so of course we're just like blown away, right? I mean, he leaves our table and we're just like I can't I <laughs> like you I can't it. wait to eat this corn and and that was just such a special experience and and he, and so personal, you know? Yeah. And he took the time and I'm sure he's like so busy. I mean, it's a full like One of the top restaurants in the world. So busy. And he took, you know, that, I don't even know, five, ten minutes to spend time with us at our table. Meant so much to us. But it didn't stop there. So, a couple of courses later, he's like, hey, do you guys want to come back into the kitchen? We're like, yeah, of course. So, we come back. We go back with him into the kitchen. (laughs) And, and, oh, no. Yeah. And so, we get in there. And we walk in. And everyone's like, hey, hey, how's it going? I mean, but everyone's like super, I mean professional all chefs like the most pristine kitchen and everyone's super friendly and we're just like watching and answering questions and totally into it and um and he comes and and we're like hey can we get a picture with you and and it's so amazing he's like actually let's just get a picture with all with me and all my staff and so he stops what they're doing He's like, hey, guys, come over here. Let's take a picture. And so, of course, like, gets the team together. We're, like, joking, laughing with the all kitchen, the team. Right? In yeah. the kitchen. When they're stopping production of this major <laughs> restaurant in the world. And yeah. we take this picture. And and so we leave. We, we leave the kitchen. There's still a couple courses left. And we're blown away by the food and everything. I mean, it's so amazing. Because that is what it encapsulated everything that... that why I believe there's such beauty and power in in this experience like the one that we just had in yeah. West Valley in like some nondescript strip mall or wherever we are. Oh yeah. That like in in it you would not necessarily anticipate learning these types of things from this place or from quinto i so that's why that wow is kind of like the last extra kicker i mean that's the sucker punch that's the one where you you like take it over the edge and so those positive things that continue to happen will will just can will will change the world like that's what that's what that's all about, and whether that's changing the world for better financial results or changing the world for um, helping your team feel valued and important, um, helping your customers feel special, and everyone is living in this increased level of happiness, I mean, amazing the impact that, that businesses and organizations and leaders, conscientious leaders can have. And so that's the hope with, with all of this classroom of the taco experience yeah. is that is that all of us, because all of us are leaders, all of us are in, in whatever, in different capacities in our lives, that all of us can just be more conscientious. And that's what we can learn from, you know, giving someone an extra sample of horchata or a free <laughs> yeah. cactus or right. um, asking you, telling you that that's the most important thing is that you're happy with your food well I'm, I'm one of your early students of the taco
0: university <laughs> you know I, we had good tacos good conversation we've learned some of the secrets of customer service as hidden in these taco joints uh, uh scott thanks for uh thanks for enlightening me
1: oh well it's been such a pleasure i I appreciate you wholeheartedly embracing this taco experience. (laughs) This has been fun. And try and being like, you went out of your comfort zone, got some horchata, got some suadero. It's been such a pleasure to talk about this. Indeed,
0: it has been such a pleasure to taco about this. Thanks for listening. If you've liked our taco experience and want to continue learning about the world in interesting ways, subscribe to this podcast. We usually release on Monday mornings unless there's a random solar eclipse or a holiday. And next week, we've got Labor Day, so expect to hear from us on Tuesday. We'll be talking about women's roles in the technology industry, especially engineering. And we want to answer some of your questions you've got about women in the workplace. So submit your questions to me, and your questions may make it onto the show. Our theme music is provided by D.D. Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and you've been listening to uninformed Thanks, everybody.